welcome to the Everybody Podcast. Here, we'll dive into all things health and mindset to help you learn to push past your limits into a life you can be obsessed with. My name is Cassie, and I'm a personal trainer and health coach focused on guiding you toward being your healthiest, happiest self. So buckle up and let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is Cassie, host of Everybody Health and Mindset Podcast. So glad to be here again with you another week. We've spent the last few weeks talking about gut health, and I hope that that information was very helpful for you, whether or not you decide that it's something you need to or not need to apply in your life. I think the more we know, the better off we are about our health in general. This week, we're taking a little step away from lots of science and how-tos, and I want to share some stories with you to answer the question that I get asked so often, and that question is, why fitness? Why are you so passionate? Why um, do you have this obsession with fitness and asking everyone uh, to get healthy? And so I'm going to share a few stories with you today and answer that question. And these are stories about real people that I know. So we're going to start with a client of mine, and we are going to call her Danny. That's not her real name, but that's what I'm calling her. Now, I met Danny through her daughter. So when I was actually still working at the hospital a few years back, I was trying to make ends meet on the days that I was home with Cammie, my daughter. So I had cut my hours at work so I could be home more because I was extremely unhappy um, and really just wanted to spend more time at home. So I actually started a laundry service. I utilized Facebook and found some local moms that needed help with their laundry. I would pick it up, wash it, dry it, fold it, and return it. And it was a mutual way for us mamas to help each other out. So these moms were working a lot and needed help with chores, and I was working less and was home more and had time to do those chores and was in need of some spare cash. So it was a win-win both ways. So anyways, I was washing this person's laundry for about two years, maybe more. I feel like I watched her kids grow up. Like I went from washing their small clothes to their like adult size clothes. But anyways, <laughs> um, after a couple years of helping Danny's daughter with her laundry, um, I had made a switch, the switch in my career from physical therapy in that hospital-based setting to personal training. And because of my physical therapy background, she had asked if I'd be open to training her mom, who we're calling Danny in this story. So when I first met Danny, um, she was in her mid 70s or so. Um, not f- super physically active, but also um, not in like terrible shape either, right? <laughs> so just kind of in the middle. Um, but she was really determined to build strength, and her main focus was balance and posture. And uh, it she nailed it right on the head. It was those were both things she really needed to work on, um, and so she actually started training with me at the gym twice a week, and then started coming to my group fitness classes as well. So this woman in her mid seventies was in no means in an easy place to do what she was doing, but she was coming to the gym four times a week. Um, you know, going from zero to four times a week is a really big deal. It's it's a lot, right? And she was doing more 
for herself physically than a lot of people half her age. And with determination and grit, she never complained. Um, She was always just super happy to be there. Now, fast forward a couple of years, she's now 79 and still trains with me. We train 100% virtually now. So mostly because she lives in another state for half the year and then COVID and going to the gym or meeting in person wasn't really a risk that she wanted to take for a while. But we still meet two times a week on FaceTime and work on strength training. And I'm very confident working with her this way because we did spend so much time in person that I know that she knows form and is doing things correctly. And, you know, I I don't have a concern about training virtually with her. Now, when we first started, she was using like three pound weights and or body weight stuff. And now we are using eight pound weights, which is amazing. Um, She was actually diagnosed with osteoporosis last year. And when we learned that, I adjusted some of her training activities. Um, And thankfully, with my background, I know how to be sure to continue to train safely and effectively with this diagnosis. And both of us know and understand how important strength training is for someone that has osteoporosis. And believe it or not, you can make improvements at any age, right? So every day that I get on a training call with Danny, she is like the most motivational person. Like I actually have told her I need to start writing down quotes from her and like put them in a book because they're so great. Um, But the things that I hear from her every time we talk are, I'm really glad I woke up today. And she talks all the time about people that are her age just don't move enough. And she gets it. She just gets it that she has to keep moving, that she has to keep doing this, right? She has big goals and things that she wants to do. Now, in the last couple of years, the two of us working together, we've improved Danny's balance to where at 79 years old, she can stand on one foot for 30 seconds without hanging on to something. And there are so many people half her age that cannot do that. I want you to try it and see if you can. Stand on one foot, don't touch anything for 30 seconds. Um, also a way that we track, and I don't know if you guys know this, but if you have an iPhone, it actually tracks your walking balance. And her walking balance used to be reported as fair on her phone, and now it's reported as good. And she continues to be 100% independent with all things right now, including carrying groceries into the house like all of us try to do, you know, as much as possible, trying to make as many or as few trips as possible, um, and is still traveling internationally when she can. And so why fitness? Fitness took this mid-70-something woman whose balance was a little questionable and she could not get up from a chair without hanging on to an almost 80-year-old woman who can stand on one foot, climb up and down stairs, carry her groceries, and travel. And that is why fitness, right? That is why. That is why I am so passionate about this. That's why she's so passionate and committed about this as well. And now, obviously, I'm not using her real name, but I do actually want to get her on the podcast to talk about some stuff with me because she is so inspiring and fabulous. So I've got a plan to get her on here and talk with me about what keeps her moving every day. 
And okay, so now we're going to switch it up a little bit. We're still talking live fitness, but we're going to talk another, about another client of mine. And this time it's a member of my Beachbody community. So this is somebody that I coach um, because I have partnered with the Beachbody platform um, to reach more people. And I did this a while back, but we are going to call this person Carrie. So Carrie and I actually met online, like a lot of people that are in my virtual fitness community. So a lot of us just meet online, start talking about fitness, start talking about goals, and eventually decide to join my fitness community. Now, we were acquainted in a mom group. So we were a member of the same mom group on Facebook and had chatted a bit about her health and stress levels and heart condition, actually. So Carrie has a heart condition uh, that limits her ability to do certain things. She's on a fluid restriction. Um, she's young. Don't think this is, you know, like like my previous client. She's somebody that's about my age, um, but has had this heart issue for her whole life. And, you know, whenever we would talk, her thing was, I don't even know if I can exercise. I'm always so tired. And I've tried yoga and I can't even do 15 minutes of yoga. My heart rate skyrockets. I feel fatigued. I just don't like feeling like that. Um, Carrie also has some stress, like a lot of us do, some family stress. She's a mom of children and she's also a business owner. And a lot of what was holding her back and causing her issues are her stress levels. So a lot of our talks were actually about stress and feeling kind of defeated every time she tried to exercise. She wanted to, but she'd end up feeling bad. And so it was hard for her to figure out, like, how can I do this? And so we worked together. She decided to join my fitness community um, via the Beachbody app, and I suggested a 21-day fitness program that's on our app. It's something that a lot of my clients will start with, and she decided to just go for it and do it. And I talked her through it. I coached her through it, right? Don't use weight. Or if it means you do five minutes and you rest five minutes and you do five more minutes, do it, you know, just do it and get it done. Um, and on top of that, we talked about some personal development, um, suggested some reading for her to do, and she committed. She went for it. She started getting up early every single morning to complete her workouts, take her selfie, post it in our accountability group. She started reading and talking with me more about how she was feeling and learning how to use fitness to help with her stress levels. And eventually she did decide to go to therapy as well and continue to work on her mood and stress levels while leaning heavy into our fitness community. Carrie is now one of my most consistent members in our fitness community. She can also work out now for 45 minutes at a time, lifting weights, doing cardio. It no longer fatigues her the way that it used to. And yes, she still has an issue with the heart, with her heart, but no, it doesn't affect her in the way that it used to, in her ability to exercise the same way that it used to, because she slowly and steadily built up her stamina and strength. And sure, there's still family stress and stress from owning a business, but she is learning to cope through all of that with the right resources. And one of them being her commitment to her fitness programs. Fitness did that. 
exercise did that for her. It took her from where she was to where she is now, which is healthier, happier, able to be a better mom, able to show up for her business in a better way. It's been an amazing transformation to watch her. Just amazing. And she's almost like, I think of, I think of her as like a silent slayer. Like she's not like, super vocal about things or whatever. But every single day, I know when I pull up my app and check in with my fitness community that she is going to be there, that her workout for the day is done. Um, It's amazing. It's truly amazing. So two different stories already. The first is someone who physically improved herself and her ability uh, to participate in just daily life and stay independent and prevent falls and do amazing things. And then the second person working with me in a completely different way is managing her stress and her heart condition. I mean, how amazing is that, right? Okay, so I have one more story for you today. It's a little bit of a longer story, so buckle in. Um, I'm going to tell you about a woman who was lost. So not in an actual sense, but pretty much her whole life. She felt like she didn't know who she was, where she belonged, or if she'd ever do anything productive and or anything considered worthy by other people. She started using alcohol at the age of about 12 or 13 to cope with the trauma that she'd been through and was currently going through and anxiety that she didn't know that she had because she was a child. Alcohol was easily accessible and all the role models or adults that she had in her life self-medicated with alcohol, drugs, nicotine, you name it, she'd seen it. So it made sense to her. And at the time, I don't think she really realized what she was doing, but she was just doing what she saw and learned her whole life. She was a pretty good athlete, and how can a teenager drink and smoke and still be an A student and a pretty decent athlete? I'm not sure, but it can happen, and it did, and I'm sure it's still happening out there for sure. From what everybody saw on the outside, she was normal, happy, had friends, boyfriends, and a life that she was enjoying. But inside, she was sad, felt like she was unwanted felt like she had to prove her worth in every situation because why would someone care about her if she wasn't excelling at something? Um, With athletics, she could have gone Division II in college, gotten probably a partial scholarship as an athlete, had plenty of schools recruiting her, but had no idea how to even start that process, so she didn't. The couple of college visits she did go on, she went alone, no parents or anyone to support her, and again, she didn't know the difference. I'm sure that all the coaches she met was wondering why this child was at the school alone, but no one ever really said anything to her, and she didn't even realize that parents were supposed to attend college visits with their kids until she was much, much older. But anyways, because she moved out as soon as she could from her parents' house, she needed to pay rent and work, so there was no way that she was going to move to another state and ended up playing sports at a local D3 college um, that she actually had asked her high school coach to contact that college and get her into it. But the same things happened at the new school. She felt like an outsider, like she really didn't have any friends or the friends that she could at least confide in or friends that accepted her. And that was probably an internal thing, right? There were probably plenty of people that considered themselves friends and accepting of her, but she didn't see it or feel that way because her anxiety was so extreme. 
and eventually dropped out of school to be with a boy. A boy that struggled with addiction, but made her feel loved. She wanted a promise of love forever and got pregnant because that's what made sense at that time. And no surprise that relationship went bad. The boy she thought she was in love with turned out not to love her the same. And she found herself in a relationship that was much like her parents, verbally and emotionally abusive, unstable, and filled with substance abuse. In fact, she became so unhappy that she planned her own death. To her, suicide was the only answer to her boyfriend and her child ever being happy. She truly believed that if she was gone, everyone would be better off, even her own child. You can let that just sink in for a minute. Thankfully, she never followed through with this plan. Instead, she moved out, taking her son with her, went back to school, worked three jobs to make ends meet. Now, don't get me wrong. There was still plenty of other things happening. She was still drinking when she could and utilized nicotine as a stress reliever now and then, dated lots of men because she believed if a man didn't love her or care about her, she was probably worthless. I could go on with more detail, but we're going to fast forward a few years. This girl, now a woman, ends up finding someone who finally showed her what a relationship should be like and empowered her to be whoever she wanted to be. She had graduated graduated college by now and was working in healthcare and found out that she had a real knack for connecting with people and discovered the power of healing through motion, activity, and exercise. And over the decade that she worked in healthcare, she discovered more and more about her passion and what she could be. But that depression and anxiety were still hanging on because she really never healed from the trauma that she had experienced Uh, She medicated, went to therapy, but still really just couldn't get rid of it. She was exercising, but not consistently, because after working 10-hour shifts and then being a mom of two and helping care for a household, she was exhausted. Anyone would be, right? Some of you listening might be in that very space right now. And she was going to the gym at 9 p.m., and that was something she tried to do often, but it really only contributed to the fatigue that she'd feel the next morning when things would start up again. She started teaching group fitness at her work to other employees. It was wonderful. It was really magical to be able to feel good by helping others feel good. And after that first taste, she needed to do more. So she added in a 5K running program. And now instead of 10-hour days at the hospital, it was eight-hour days followed by group fitness instruction. And let's be honest, we all know I'm telling my own story by now, right? (laughs) I had a friend mention to me that I'd be a great addition to the health club that she worked at as a group fitness instructor, and I didn't think I was qualified, but she ensured me I was, and of course I was. It was that, uh, you know, disbelief in myself that I could do anything other than what I was doing holding me back. So I applied and started teaching group fitness at the health club. Now I was getting my membership for free and feeling just a little spark in life that I hadn't felt in a while, maybe ever. The same friend suggested I started personal training, and again, I said, I am not qualified for that. And, you know, I couldn't see what she saw, but she pushed me. She said, you know what, you need to do it. And of course, I was beyond qualified. I'd worked in physical therapy, and I had two degrees by that time. And I started personal training. 
and gosh, it was like a whole new world. Like I actually was excited to go to work and a little more happy in general in life. Guys, when I worked at the hospital, I would cry on my way in. And even in the parking lot sometimes when I got there, I was so unhappy. I was so unhealthy. I just hated it. When I began working at the health club, it was like something flipped a switch inside me. And eventually I made the switch over to full-time. And of course I did that in December of 2020, and three months later the world shut down. I had just started to become consistent with exercising and solidifying the reason that I'd been unable to cope with my anxiety and trauma all these years because I wasn't giving my body and brain what they needed. Fitness, strength, a challenge, competition, movement. It wasn't happening when I was working, you know, 10-hour days at the hospital. I wasn't getting that. We reopened in June of 2020, and then I also discovered an online platform with a group of women who made me feel so loved and accepted. It was contagious, and this is when the scales truly tipped for me. I started working out at home every single day during the pandemic, many times with my husband, started completing fitness programs, tracking them in this accountability group that I had become a part of, and connecting on a really deep level with women from all over the country. That spark inside me had been lit when I made the career change, but when I started working with this platform, that fire was now blazing. 2020 was the year I decided to take control of me of my health, of my mood, of my trauma, of my healing. It was the year that I discovered how fitness, yes, fitness, could save me. How I could use it to make myself whole and in turn help others know that feeling. 2020 was the year I started this podcast. It was the year everything seemed to just tip over the edge for me. From 2019 until now, I've become a whole new person. I found how to use fitness to complete myself and heal myself. Does that mean I still don't struggle with anxiety and depression in my past? No. Does it mean I always am an amazing person? No, I still have my days. What it means is I've unlocked the secret to stabilizing my mood and healing myself from my trauma, from my anxiety, from my depression, from feeling worthless my entire life. To begin to forgive myself for the mistakes I've made in the past, and there have been many, as there have been with all of us, and I am learning that those mistakes aren't something I need to be ashamed of. I'm learning that those mistakes are what have led me here. Now, there have been many other contributing factors along the way, of course, my wonderful husband and the support from his family. Um, My husband is my rock. He's been here with me through this whole journey, right? (laughs) This whole healing process. He's joined me in my fitness endeavors with his own fitness and our children have caught on and it's just amazing. Yes, we are a family that exercises a lot. We love it. Um, But it's because we found that it's something that helps keep us healthy and happy. I live fitness. I breathe it. It's in every part of me now. I hold many, many titles now from group fitness manager to personal trainer to online health coach, along with being a podcaster and a basketball coach. And so many people ask me so often, 
How do you do all these things? How do you do it all? The answer is really simple because it's what completes me. It's what makes me full. Helping others learn how to help themselves, how to heal, how to be strong, how to be confident, how to feel worth something, how to use fitness to empower them in whatever way they need, in whatever way they need, right? Not everybody's story is the same. Not everybody needs fitness to heal from trauma. Not everybody needs fitness to improve certain parts of their life, but there is something in all of us that is elevated when we move our bodies, when we exercise, when we learn how to use fitness to empower, to light our fire, to get out whatever it is that we need. So that question that I get asked so often, why fitness? Because Fitness is what saved me, and it can save you too if you let it. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. It means a lot to me that you are here. It would be amazing for you to share this episode on social media and tag me in it. Can't wait to be back next time. Talk soon.